When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. We got a great show today. We got Ryan Spann joining us. He's got an eight fight. Right on. Uh, yeah. Big Dog is here. Greg Romero Wilson's here. It's going to be a great show. I want to thank Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. Get it delivered right to you. They got CBD oil. They got marijuana, THC sex lube. They got edibles. They got indica, sativa, vape pens. You name it, they'll take care of it. Just go to speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed. So we're starting a little late because of my day, right? So I was telling you, Greg, uh, so last week went to the park. Me and Greg went to the park, which was a lot of fun. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Me and my daughter. So today I'm like, <laughs> today. So my, my wife's mom's in town. She's staying with us. Which has been like, I'm like getting. I'm actually getting stuff done. It's like a whole different. It's a whole different. Uh, you know, lockdown now. I'm actually like actually being affected. Yeah. Getting work done. It's, 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 it's like God sent. So I'm like, all right, let's take Viola to the park. That way she'll be tired out. And when we do the podcast, she'll take a nap. You know, it's, it's, it's hot out. It's things to do, running around. So I, I, I walk outside with my baby to put her in the car. And my neighbor across the street has a beautiful garden. She's, she's older, older black woman, uh, is holding a baby. And she's like, my dogs, my dogs are running away, right? And they're like, fucking took off. Like, so now I, I hand my baby to <laughs> <laughs> grandmother and I fall down to get these two little shih tzus and she's like I got a naked baby she's she's holding a baby she's holding huh. a baby and I'm running around the fucking <laughs> darting to get these two shih tzus which were very easy to catch by the way they were just like I just so I, I scooped them both up right so now I'm I, I get the shih tzus and I go back to grandma who's carrying a two, a two-year-old and then I'm walking and she's like thank you so much like how can I repay you she trips and falls, fucking oh. with a baby in her hand, uh, a naked baby. Thank God the, this baby was pretty tough, but baby, wow, baby's fucking <laughs> screaming, fucking. My kids like in the car across the street with the grandma. I'm like, this, I'm like, what more? Is there gonna be like a boulder that's gonna fucking like? It's just like Indiana Jones, like the last. <laughs> so the. And you can ne- you can never ask for a reward from somebody who just fell and ate shit with a baby in their hand. You know, you can't be like, oh, can like a hundred bucks. So now I'm carrying two shit <laughs> into her house, no mask or anything, you know, uh, and and a baby. So then I'm like, okay. So then we go to the park, right? So we go to the park, and these two little kids, are, these like five year olds, are playing tennis, but not tennis. You know, like a little the the, the badminton, know, fake, fake whatever. Yeah. So my my daughter loves is getting the ball. You know, like she she stands next Oof. to them, retrieves the ball for them. This is fine. And the mother goes, "You know, we're worried about COVID, so you could keep that ball." She starts yelling at me. Hell like, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, like okay. So then we go to like other side of the. We get to get we, me and my daughter get banned from that side of the park. 
Then there's like a bunch of like little kids, like with long hair, blonde hair, all wearing Beatles shirts, right? And the parents are just like, I don't know, on acid. There's like 10 parents sitting there like, woo, right? So I go over there and I'm watching my kids try to interact with them. And then this little girl who's like six years old comes up to me with her, with her head down and goes, I'm Clementine. Went, oh, nice to meet you. I'm five. I'm like, oh, great. She's like, I have a scooter at home. It used to have training wheels. Oh, that's, that's nice, Clementine. So I walk with my kid. Now she's like following me at my hip. A little five-year-old is following Ooh. me around the park, telling me, I don't know if she has autism. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but she's telling me everything about her. And I'm like, like why aren't the parents a little bit like weirded out that there's like a, I'm a 40-year-old man with a little five-year-old at my hip telling me her life story? So I'm trying to get away from her kind of, but she just keeps following me. So then I'm like to the parents, like, Nice to meet you, Clementine. So thanks for telling me about your scooter and training wheels. Then they start laughing. So I scoop up my kid and we just fucking went back. So that was that's my date so far. Dude, you gotta know that those parents were as glad she was telling it to somebody else for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they saw it the whole time. They're like, yeah, let him hear it for a while. Jesus, give me a break. <laughs> really sweet kid, but I was just like, I spell my name C-L-E. I'm like, oh, that's great, Clementine. Uh, oh, listen, if you heard it once, those parents have heard it 300,000 times. Sweet and they kid. were just happy to get a five-minute vacation. Anyway, that was fun going with you last week at the park. That was awesome. You're, dude, you're hilarious at the park because you point things out to me like I'm your daughter. You're like, look, Greg, turtles. Oh, it's a duck, huh? How about that duck? And I'm like, I've seen ducks and turtles, bro. We're just I'm hanging out with you, that's all. <laughs> the best is when you were like, who does she look more like, you or your daughter? I'm like, I, I, you or your wife? I go, when she frowns, my wife. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, and then, but you, I mean, you know, you're, that's the thing is you're, you're a parent and when you're a parent, I guess you're, you're used to your kids kind of, you know, you're used to whatever they do, whatever. But me not being a parent, like I'm worried the whole time. Oh, my kids. I'm just like, huh? Watch out! Whoo! And you're yeah. like, yeah, she's fine. I love it. At one time, she's like right up against the edge of the pond, and I'm like, Adam, are you? And he goes, don't worry, I got a quick grasp. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll snatch her. Like he's gonna see. He's got a superhero snatcher all the time. I was like, you but know, hey, you know, listen, if you're used to it, I guess it's different. I'm not used to it, so I'm. Well, like, part of me was that's like, why I wouldn't make a good babysitter. I'm freaked out all the time. Well, I'm like, the worst thing that could happen is she falls in, and that might be the best thing that could happen. You know, and some Right, it'll teach her not to do it. She's not going to hurt herself, really. I hate to say it, you know, but, like, sometimes yeah. that's... Uh, well, that's the difference between the dad and the mom. The dad's going to let that happen, and the mom isn't. So, and that's how the kid learns. So, that's yeah. the difference, you know? So, Joe, how are you doing? I'm good, dude. I'm back on my YouTube channel, Wean Dog TV, making videos. So go check out the most recent videos I put on there. Other than that, I'm having a good quarantine. It's relaxing, and you know, on the right. and you're still uh, you're still with uh, the brain brain injury girl, right? Yes, I am. That's my girlfriend for almost two and a half years now. So things That's are good. Wild, with her too. man. That, I mean, yeah. what a journey we went on with that in the very beginning with the the what was was it anal before virginity or something oh, yeah. somebody weird yeah it's all i'm surprised weird. you remember i don't even remember that so i'm surprised that <laughs> stuck in your head not Dude, mine because i can't believe she's still, like because for me it was that and then now like i missed all the in between 
Yeah, and I so, mean, if you go back to like the, the first time I was on this podcast, there's been a very, very visual evolution of me, you know, being 18 years old and going on Tinder and all these different apps, just having crazy encounters with these dirty freaks in Los Angeles to now. Where I'm that's like, right. I'm like a grown man now. I have like my own apartment, you know. In Los you became Angeles. a Republican? Like, like your, dad, Republican? Your, dad, yeah. your dad moved out and he still pays the rent. I'm yeah. not really sure that's your own apartment. That's oh, just the next man, big hurdle not, I have to hop to is me paying is, for myself and everything. That's that. Dude, don't stick with that deal as long as possible. Where do, you do you know go? how hard it is to afford an apartment when you're free, in, in Los Angeles when you're 22 years old like me? I'm actually 24. You know, during quarantine with no – listen, stick with this deal as long as humanly possible. Yes. Exactly. All right. So let's You'll have to pay for rent the whole rest of your life. Where'd you get <laughs> I look forward to it. Let's talk about some MMA. First of all, oh, okay. so Tito Ortiz now wants to become a cop. Uh, he says that he's going to be a police officer. I said it'd be the first time he beats anyone under the age of 40. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, man. I think he'd be a great cop for some reason. Uh, he's just, he's, he's, that's his whole take out of this whole thing. He's very, you know, pro-Trump, Republican. Uh, but that would be a scary fucking cop. Can you imagine like Tito pulls you over? I was going to say, I think he's the cop they're protesting. <laughs> I think that's exactly who they're trying to stop from becoming cops or people who just want a legal reason to whoop ass. You know, that's the problem. No way. Of course, he's like, I love that that's his lesson out of all this. That's what he saw in all this. He's like, so from what I can tell, they're going to be weeding out a lot of these guys. They're going to need some new ones. <laughs> that's oh, my God. His, that's his whole takeaway. He goes, that's you know his what? takeaway. He, you know, he, he goes, cops are getting a bad rap. I got to stick up for the cops. I'm going to become one of them. That's his whole thing. So Tito's now going to be a cop. It's a respectable decision, but at the same time, he's like 60 years old. Normally, you don't start a very on, physical dude. and dangerous job when you're 60, dude. Somebody said that his riot hat won't fit. That's oh how big God. his hat is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like a little beret. <laughs> his riot gear is going to look like a yarmulke. His cop That'll car be will be like one of those baseball like relief pitcher things that like drives around with a big helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Good. well yeah. listen that's and that's i think that's oh, gosh, all right that's that's, so so that's some news also fight island they named it in abu dhabi like so we gotta go okay to do you think do you think this is actually where they originally were planning fight island or do you think because i think they were actually trying to have fight island and realize that it was infrastructure wise it was just ridiculously too expensive it's not I even an island, I don't that. think, Fight Island. It's just like a place in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, is this the original plan? Because I'm wondering I think, if no, they I just they fell back. I think they were trying to get like Ensenadas or some kind of Mexico deal, I, I think. Or, um, yeah. Somebody said Epstein's Island was actually what they were trying to get. But I don't even know where that, that, that even is. Um, That'd be I'm dope. Sure, I'm sure Bill Clinton knows. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. So we have to go to the Middle East now to peacefully fight. That's how fucked up the world is right now. Um, is anybody kind of disappointed that it's not going to be on the beach? It's still going to be in like a stadium? I thought it was going to be on the freaking beach, dude. I dude, exactly. That's what I think the vision for Fight Island was. And I think when they really did the math on the logistics and the expense and the insurance, because what happens if somebody gets seriously injured on Fight Island and they don't have the medical yeah. equipment to handle the situation? You know what I mean? And considering their sport, this is highly likely. 
So I think when they started to add those things up, that now you're talking about, you know, an emergency four-hour helicopter, you know, I think those things were probably the kind of things that probably doomed the concept. Right. Uh, Another fight that got announced was Darren Till versus, uh, what's his name? Robert Uh, Whitaker. Whitaker. I... That's a good fight. I like Whitaker though. That's a good I fight. Think, I like I those names. I think Whitaker is a different level. I like Darren Till, but I think Darren Till's one of those guys that got knocked out three times in a row. Then he goes out and beats Kelvin Gastelum, and everyone's like, "He's back," you know. Um, but I mean, look, I love Kelvin Gastelum. I still think he's a one seventy pounder, not a one eighty five pounder. And he didn't knock out Kelvin Gastelum. He, he beat him, but it's just. But he's also really funny on Instagram and Twitter. He talks about tons of shit, yada yada. He's an entertaining guy. But I don't know. I think I think Whitaker just had a really bad fight against uh, against Israel. Israel, yep. And uh, I'm I'm not counting out Whitaker yet. I mean, look how good he was doing before that. He was beating everybody and beating everyone bad. Yeah, People well. are so quick to jump off a bandwagon or on a bandwagon based on one fight. For me, it takes a couple fights. I mean, like two, three. And then I'm like, all right, I'm sold on this guy. Even O'Malley. I was sold on O'Malley, but now I'm really starting to get sold on O'Malley. Um, but uh, so let's talk about the fights over the weekend. Um, so we got uh, we got uh, Dude, that undercard five. started out hot, man. Oh my god, it was three in a row. It was and, and, and Dan White says it's not because of the smaller cage. It is because of the smaller cage. It totally, big. it is because of the smaller cage. Absolutely, that five feet is such. A, I can't even believe they're counting these on the professional record. How can you count fights that were not fought in the judicial octagon? They this doesn't make, make any sense to no, me. Make them even smaller. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> doesn't a smaller cage benefit wrestlers or strikers more? Uh, I think strikers. It forces you into range faster. I mean, based on the fact that everyone's getting knocked out, I would say strikers, right? Uh, yeah. So, all right. But first of all, let's talk about uh, the main event. Cavillo versus Jessica I. People were really upset about this. And I'm like, you know what? Come on. It sucked. We have fights every week. It didn't suck. I think it just the other fights were that, that good. I mean, Cavillo looked good. I didn't look terrible. I could have looked better. The wrestling made a huge difference. And, uh, you know, look, I, I even said that Cavillo became a fighter because her boyfriend cheated on her. She went to the gym to lose weight, and now she's number one in the world. Let's give now that's the MMA roasted angle, right? Let's there. give the boyfriend some credit, all right? He's not cheating. <laughs> He's motivating you. That's who she should have thanked. She should have thanked that guy. If she would have been like, if she would have said, listen, thank you, whatever, Jorge, for fucking cheating on me. But it's also funny that she's living with her parents now. I wanted to make so many Mexican jokes about that, how they just never leave the house. But she's living with her parents. Isn't that funny to you? No. Well, she moved back, didn't she? She moved back in with her parents and then won against the number one contender. So yeah. clearly, much like Wean Dog, not having to worry about paying rent is the key to productivity. Exactly, dude. Uh, yes. Now, by the way, do you think that um, her living with her parents... Now, now she's whole, her whole thing also was that Jessica I missed weight by a quarter of a pound, right? Uh, according to Jessica I, she says no. She missed weight by five, like five <laughs> pounds, but she held the towel. This is like the fourth fighter in a uh, time in a row where a fighter has claimed another fighter held a towel while stepping on the scale. And, the, and because of that, it makes you seem like you're a lot lighter than you actually are. They got to figure something out with this. Like make the towels electric or something or like they, they can't do this. 
Like, what does see that mean, held a towel? Explain, explain that, held a towel. You, you step on the scale, right? They put a towel in front of you so that people can't make it or whatever. And then you kind of lean on the towel. So you lean on it and it takes weight off of you and you can lose a, a pound or two. It's, 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 it's an old wrestling trick. It's, it's a legitimate wow. trick. I mean. I guess you got to ask whoever's holding the towel. <laughs> they got to be in on it. Yeah, exactly. They got to feel that pressure. Hey, there he is. There's the man. Speaking of good-looking naked black men, uh, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan Spann, thanks for getting dressed up for the interview, uh, by the way. Oh, appreciate it. How are you, man? What's going on? Oh, man, I'm good. Man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So you won. I'm look, You're on an eight-fight winning streak. Woo! Fucking eight fights, nice. man. Eight. That's a lot of fights. Wow. I mean, I can blow my head up. Man. Don't, don't do that. You're going to be naked by the end of this interview. Now, uh, the, la the, la the last fight, you got us worried, though. Um, yeah. you, I mean, cause you, you, were, you were tagging up Sam Alvey. You almost had him out in the first 30 seconds. You almost had a standing, was a standing mm. arm triangle. Uh, yeah, heading off. But then in, the, then in the third, you look kind of tired, and he was landing some shots. Uh, was this what was it? Was his chin surprise you? His stamina? Did you overlook him? Or you just get tired? What happened? Um, it was about three things you listed. One, his chin is surprising. Uh, two, uh, overlooked him, and uh, three, I got tired. So it was like a combination <laughs> of combination well, of those three things. You won, and it was a split decision. And I'm like. There's no way uh, – I love Sam Alley, but you couldn't have given the first two rounds. I mean, you yeah, I don't, I don't see how that happened. I, I think it was because everyone was like – he he just – people couldn't believe he was still there. That they were, That's what I was thinking, yeah. It was more like a moral victory, so they, they kind of gave it to him. Yeah. Now, now, I, I don't see that. Now, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up a combination uh, between Beaumont, Texas, and Memphis, Tennessee. By the way, because I went looking up stuff of you, you're like a mystery, man. There is not one, there's not one interview. There's not one interview with you. Nothing about your background. You, you know, I mean, I went deep. I went on Google. I went nine pages. I found nothing about you. Like, yeah, you probably see like a bunch of old white dudes. So. Seriously, like, like, did you play sports in high school? Yes, I uh, played football for two years. Uh, I ran track my senior year. And when did you get into fighting? I've been training since I was a baby. So that's why it's funny. I don't know if you noticed that I like a lot of stuff when you have your daughter in the room and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I started when I was 18 months and kind of just been going. Yeah. Wow. That's, now, I mean, now what got you into uh, professional fighting? Um, let's see what did start it I don't know uh, I just kind of my brother was a boxer and he brought it back to me well he, he got me started in everything he's the reason I started so young and uh, and he was just I think I we started boxing in 04 he was in Iraq and he came back on leave and thanks to here I don't need it here thank you uh, and I think it was like 04 because my nephew was born. He came back on leave, and when he came back, he brought back boxing. And so when he left again, came back, he got an honorable discharge because he was uh, 
boxing on the all army team and he got an invite to do that. And so I, when he came back, I started like boxing full time and he was just so good. They didn't know my name. It was just like Sean Cole, little brother. And so nobody really <laughs> knew who I was. <laughs> so I, uh, every time I go, they'd be like, where's your brother? Where's your brother? And I was like, well, he's at work. I'm here though. And it got to a point to where I kind of stumbled into a uh, MMA gym somehow. And uh, also, due to my brother, he uh, worked at the prison. So he would do jujitsu for like combat stuff, you know. And one day he he went, he took me with him. And he was like, he would always ask me, hey, you want to go roll? You want to go roll? And I was like, no, I don't even know what that is. I'm not doing that. And one day my mom wanted me to paint the house. So <laughs> I knew in order for me to get out of it, I had to do something with my brother. And she would <laughs> let me know. <laughs> so so uh, he asked me, did I want to roll? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> and um, I, started, I started rolling at this college, and they invited me to the, the main gym. And so... I took that as an opportunity to do something different than my brother. And I, I loved it. He didn't really like it. He didn't like the grappling aspect of it and stuff. He's a pure boxer. So I started doing that. And that's what kind of got me started. And that was in 2009, 2010. Wow. I uh, started MMA. Yeah. And now here you are, 11 years later, ranked 13 in the world. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. All to get out of painting. <laughs> I still had to do it. <laughs> I still had to do it. Like I like, <laughs> that's amazing. I watched some of your fights last night. Your your knockout over Nagara, that was in Brazil. Yeah. And they were all booing you. Everybody was booing you. And I mean, that must have been. Was that like one of the highlights of of your life? Was that? That must have been so surreal. Yeah, it was. It was real. It was the funny thing about it is at the weigh-ins, uh, this was our second fight in a row in Brazil. And at the weigh-ins, you know, my brother's always with me. And he was like, I think I stuck up a finger and did this, like, right? And uh, he was like, man, what you do that for, man? They was cheering for you. Why, you know, they liked you. Why did you do that? And I was like, really? What are you talking about? You know, because once I did that, they started booing and, like, got even louder. And he was like, <laughs> man, they liked you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, they was cheering for you. They were saying your name. They were saying Superman. And I was like, they what? And so my other guy, uh, Brian Hall, was there. He was in the crowd watching, and he was recording. And I was like, man, what are you talking about? He was saying my name? And they was, Brian was like, no, I don't think so. My brother's like, no, man, they were saying Superman. And so when we watched it back, they were saying, who about my head And I was like, bro, they weren't saying my name. They were saying I was going to die. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I mean, so many of your fights, man. By the way, one of your fights I watched against Alex Nicholson, that mm. fight might have been one of my – you were he hit you and he hit so hard this dude i know alex yeah. he looks like he looks like a like a young mark Coleman. i mean just like yeah. boom and everyone was like it's over it's over and all of a sudden you just came back i mean your eyes were like at the back of your head he punched he <laughs> kept punching you you just got up you hit him once that might have been one of the best it was like a rocky 
that was amazing. <laughs> it was crazy. He made me mad. So once I got to thank that referee because he was willing to let me die. And I appreciate that because I needed that. Because <laughs> 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 goodness, he let me take a beat. Um, but uh, he kept hitting me in the back of the head throughout the whole fight. And like every time he was just pounding on me, he was just hitting me in the back of the head. And it basically got to the point where I was just getting mad. And when I finally got mad enough to get up, you know, screaming at my coach. Well, my coach was screaming at me. And in my mind, he was screaming, get the F up. And I was like, man, all right, well, I probably need to get up then. Turns out he wasn't saying it like that. But the way my training went, my training for that entire camp pretty much went just like that. So <laughs> me get beat up for a little while and get up and then win. And uh, – he basically hit me in the back of the head so much. I was like, all right, well, now I'm at. And nobody's going to do anything about it, so I might as well get up and do something. And so I got up and knocked him out. And I remember when the referee came, uh, he was grabbing my arm, and I was just so pissed. And he, I felt him touch my arm, and I was like, all right, let's get a couple more shots in. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I was, I was pretty mad. No, it was crazy. Like, uh, And then you're fighting against Devin Clark. Biz being and them we're talking all this shit about what you need to do and this and that and you just keep you did the exact opposite of what they said they were like and then they were like well i i guess i stand corrected it's a lot easier for me to say that from out here like i never saw announcers do shit about faith yeah because at one point it was so funny because he was like thanks for making me look stupid and in my mind i'm like I didn't have to try that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was, I mean, so many. And then there was one fight I watched where I think it was on the contender where the guy tapped and the ref was all the way on the other side of the uh, cage and you had to hold him uh, yeah. just, to, just to show the ref he was tapping. Yeah. That was a part of Emiliano's sortie. Yeah. Uh, 26 seconds and I finished him and – like, I, I knew when he tapped me, because it was like, it was at a moment where I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, man, I just won. And then I looked at the ref, and the ref was still on the other side. And I was like, all right, well, here we go again. Because there's another fight, uh, I think it's on YouTube somewhere, where I had to let the dude, let the dude go, because he, he went to sleep. And the referee didn't see him go. And so I had to, I had to hold him and let him go. Uh, well, basically, I held him long enough to know once I let him go, he'll still be out when I let him go. And I figured I was going to have to do it then, too. That's a dangerous game, right? Yeah. 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 It, it's, I've gotten too good at choking, though. I'm, I'm a little co- I'm comfortable with it. You know, I understand what a referee's position is and all that good stuff. So if he's not in position, that's fine with me. I'll just let you go when I need to. Wow. Nah, man, you're uh... – and then uh, there was one fight. I mean, that uppercut you hit on Little Nog was like, yeah, that was that was insane. That was nasty. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you're you're in a really good spot. What do you think you have to do? How many fights away do you think you are from getting a title shot? Uh, I would like to be like two well placed fights. Uh, if if I continue to fight up, it'll be two. I think if I could fight between 10 and 5 and then between 5 and 1, I'll be in title fight, my third fight. Uh, we've already tried to fight two ranked guys, and they didn't 
they didn't want to fight. So I'm not sure what's going to be the next move. Man, I think you're also really nice. You think maybe if you, if you come become like a big Trump supporter or something, or <laughs> I get shot. <laughs> <I'm black>. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there like an angle we can go at, like just like putting up dick oh, or something, or something we can do? I, 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 I seen I seen the move Kobe tried to make, and uh, he got hit with a boomerang. I don't think they hit me with a boomerang. They, they hit me with a bullet. Who do you like, by the way, between uh, Gilbert Burns and Usman? Ooh. Man, so I like them both, man. Uh, but I'm a I'm a teammate of Usman's brother, so I'm gonna have to go Usman. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a good fight. And then didn't Joe isn't Gaethje fighting? Did they say Gaethje's fighting soon? Well, I think he'll be fighting Khabib. But that's not gonna be for a while, I don't think. Yeah, I think that'll be like yeah. September or something. Maybe. Who, 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 uh, who do you think wins that fight? Oh man, that's another pick 'em fight. Uh, if it's gonna be a finish, I think if it's gonna be a knockout, of course it's gonna be Justin. A submission, it can go either way. I think a decision would be Habib. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. about right. Sounds now, right. What, what are your thoughts about all these fighters now going on strike, or at least Masvidal, uh, John Jones, and Connor? Is that good? Are you like good? Get out of here. More fights for me, or, or <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, we need to be make more money. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I'm always down to make more money. Uh, the only thing I don't like about the uh, Jonathan, John, I keep wanting to call him Jonathan. Uh, I said I was going to do that once I fight for the title. But uh, the thing about John is he said something along the lines of he was going to vacate his title and all that. I'm not a big proponent of that one. Uh, I'm still low-key a fan. <laughs> of his fighting, you know, not so much of stuff outside, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're but not a fan of cocaine? Biggest... Okay. <laughs> no, man, I tried it, man. It didn't do me as like it had my nose itchy. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> That's the ride. That's the fun part. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, the only thing I don't like about him not fighting is the fact that it'll break up the lineage of the title. Right. And, like, I don't care who have it when I get there. I'm taking it. But the lineage is the thing that I want, you know. So, hopefully that don't happen. Uh, Steep A, DC3. Who wins this one? Uh, I want DC to win. Um, purely one as a fan. I like DC. And I want him to finish on top. I'm a fan of greatness, man, and I want him to leave, like, on top. He hasn't seen that too often, so I would like to know that somebody can do it. So when I when I get to that point that, like, hey, DC did it or somebody else, you know, GSP did it, I'm going to do it, you know. Like, so as a fan of greatness, I, I want him to win. It's still a huge mystery to me, man, like how you have no wrestling background, no jiu-jitsu <laughs> background, you you became a fighter because you wanted to get on a painting, and now you're number thirteen in the world. I like something's missing here. Like what what am I missing? <laughs> Did you play any combat sports at all before the age of twenty? Uh, any what? Combat sports before the age of twenty twenty one. Uh, every everything. Uh, I didn't compete. I just trained for a very long time. Like I couldn't afford to do the boxing. I couldn't. I couldn't afford, like, the book and all that stuff. 
And uh, so I, I never really got to compete. Like, even when we were in Taekwondo and karate and stuff, I couldn't afford to go to tournaments and stuff. My brother went, but only one of us could afford to go. He was older. So, plus, we had he had help, like, sponsor people that basically took him and stuff. So, I never got to compete, but I've just been training all my life. So, I don't know. It's weird. You know, I started wrestling around 2021. 20, it's amazing. And uh, one of my mentors is uh, he wrestled in college, and that's kind of where we got started. He was like 43, 42, having like his first amateur fight or something. And he came in, and he was also like a doctor. So he came in and just, just messed me up. And I was like, kind of fell in love with wrestling. And I think that was like the last one, but I did everything I did karate. Taekwondo, judo, aikido, boxing, and uh, I added jujitsu at like 18 when I went to the, uh, the college thing, and then I went to MMA and then wrestling. So, Greg, you're from Texas too. You're from El Paso. How how rough of an area is uh, Beaumont, where he's from? Beaumont? Yeah. Well, it's uh, Beaumont's one of those in the Rio Grande Valley, or is that on the water? No, so Beaumont is like basically southeast Texas. Uh, it's about, I actually fought in the Rio Grande Valley. It's about six or seven hour drive away. Oh, okay. Yeah, closer so, to that, south. Is it, over near, the is it over near Corpus Christi or something like that? Nope. Uh, I think Corpus Christi is, uh, it's, it's closer to Houston. It's, uh, oh, okay. It's, it's closer to Houston. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like uh, east. I think east of Houston, like 80-something yeah. out east. By the way, there's nothing there. Your team is a bunch of awesome fighters right now. It's you, Black Beast, right? Uh, no, 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 no. He's in Houston, so I'm in Dallas. So okay. we have – See, and Dallas is where I actually grew up. I grew up in the Dallas area. Uh, uh -huh. And so I actually went, graduated – well, I went to high school in Plano. And so, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's about yeah, hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where are you at? What part of Dallas are you in? East Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah, right yeah. So who are some of the guys that you're uh, training with? We have Alonzo Minifield, Kennedy, and Zetchiko, which are us three are light heavyweight. Then we have Jeff Neal, Uriah Hall, wow. Macy, Shason, uh, Shasson. Depends on where you are. Uh, wow. Uh, Diego uh, Pejeta. Wow. I love Alonzo, man. What a good dude. What oh a, man, I love Alonzo. What a crazy story, too, man. Like, yeah. Like from where I mean, that he's a guy that went to like fifteen different uh, juvenile detention centers and group homes. Mm -hmm. He got he got taken in by this Christian family, Christian mm -hmm. African family, who, who basically it's like it's like the Blind Side, except they want no credit. Uh, and, they, <laughs> and they and like they're and like a black family took him in, not even a white family. And they took him in, him and his brother. All they wanted to do is and then he made the he, the guy made college football. Now he's awesome. He's got a hot wife. He's got great kids. He's like same with you, man. Your wife is smoking hot too. Good for you, Ryan. He said, no problem. Hey Ryan, let me ask you something. I wait, earlier in the interview, I, I swear I heard you say that you started training at 18 months. Did I hear that wrong? Did you say you were a baby and you were already yes. training? Yes. You did say that. That is what you said. Yeah. Okay, explain that to me because I'm trying to visualize <laughs> it, and I'm like, 
man, that is, how do you, little baby, you know, do they give you a little baby's first punching bag or what went down, man? Uh, so, uh, I was, we were living in Memphis. My brother is 10 years older than me. So my mom worked two jobs and when she was working and whatever, my brother wanted to, if I'm not mistaken, I think my brother wanted to box and they didn't have boxing because I think uh, his biological dad was a boxer and his uncle. And so he wanted to box and they didn't have boxing. So we went to either Aikido or Taekwondo. And so I would go with him because basically that was like our babysitter. So yeah, it got to a point where I was just basically trying to do what they were doing and kind of took me in and they were showing me stuff and all that. Yeah. Were you sparring other 18 month kids or, or no? (laughs) <laughs> no nah, man, look, I, I was I was the baddest mofo south for three years old, man. <laughs> you, I, your poor Pooh Bear must have just taken a beating. I can only imagine. Oh, man, we, we we had Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, man. So yeah. Oh they, man, you were choking out the Power Rangers, weren't you? They weren't ready, man. Oh, so Ryan, <laughs> where, so Ryan, where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter? Um, I think it's. I think it's uh, Superman underscore fan. Well, listen, man, it's an honor having you on the show. Don't forget about us when you're the champion, please. Hey, man, look, I'm I'm trying to be where y'all at right now, man. I'm, oh, you know, oh, you got you got like verified on, on Twitter and stuff. I don't have that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan, man. Hopefully next time you'll have a shirt on. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't go full naked, man, because it'd be dark. So oh, of course, you know, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the penis would actually go. In, it would actually hit Greg's box up there. The penis would <laughs> exactly. I don't do the interview like this. I'd be all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just don't make eye contact. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> no well, eye thank, contact. Thanks so much. Ryan. Take name. care, man. Peace. Thanks, all right, thank you. Take all care, right. brother. Peace out. See you guys. I like. That was. I like Ryan Span. What a great guy. What a great guy, you know, and, and, you know, so realistic, you know, it's so funny in the era immediately after Connor, it felt like everybody was trying to be bombastic, trying to call out the top, trying to demand a shot right now. And now you see a guy who's like, I probably need two more big wins. And then yes, I deserve a title shot. And And that's exactly what I was thinking realistically in my mind. I was like, he needs two big wins, and then you have to give him the title shot. And I thought that was very realistic and, and, and you know, humble. You know, it's also very, like very... His, his calmness is probably the scariest thing. Like, imagine having to fight a guy that calm. Yeah. Uh, like, no, absolutely. Like... He's so comfortable with the knowledge. And that was like when he said he started training in 18 months, you just went right past him. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he just <laughs> say he was training as a baby? I know, you're right. I should. I, I actually, I, I kind of figured what, that's what he meant, but then I was like, I, I should have delved into it. You're, uh, I'm, See, I'm really I, happy didn't, I, thought, I was trying to think, I thought maybe he started training when his daughter was 18 months. Oh. I thought maybe that was the clarification. Like I missed some little part of it. And then it was like, nope, no, he started training when he was one and a half years old. I like how, but I still like, I'm kind of puzzled as to how he got so good with like the limited access like he wasn't like a a kid that was a you know three-time all-american wrestler that right, went, right. hey i mean he's a guy that was like my brother's a boxer and i'll go to the gym and 
that's how athletic and good he is, you know, and how driven. Well, and I think he probably had to wrestle a lot with his brother. Like yeah. you said, he, I mean, his brother was 10 years older, you know, and whenever there's that kind of disparity, I mean, it's almost, it's basically, it's Khabib with the bear. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're having to learn to overcome something so substantially larger than you that when you get down to working against guys your own size, it becomes, you know, a lot easier. And his brother's in Iraq too. How cool is that? Like, what, what a, that's awesome. I don't know if cool is the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool. I it's, mean, it's, it's like, certainly, it's admirable. admirable. It's certainly admirable. Yeah, ad, and that's admirable. a better word. Like, I mean, that like, you know, these guys are just, just good people. Cause you know what happened was- I, I, think, I think cool, you know, Burning Man is cool. Well, what happened was, you know? well, he, what happened it's was- It's not admirable. Well, what happened <laughs> was recently, he, you know, cause I, I say, hey, I'm doing the shows every Friday. And he, he tweeted out, oh, shit, I, I missed this one. When's the next one? And I was like, oh, it's next Friday. But my, 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 like, Zoom shows. And I'm like, this guy's going out of the way to watch my fucking show. Get him on the podcast. Like, you know, like, he's just obviously, like, what a down-to-earth, what a real human being. I, I, I love fucking guys like that, man. Just, like, you know, just, uh, I, I hope he becomes champion. Uh, all right, let's talk about some more fights that happened. Uh, so now Caitlin Chukagan called out Cavillo. Look. I like that fight. I, 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 it's just, it's hard when you, when like Valentina just ran through everybody, you know, like yeah. when there's such a big, yeah. like, like Valentina, like destroyed Jessica. I destroyed Caitlin Chukagan. It's hard to get excited about like the two and three people, you know, I'm like it's same with Nunez, you know, like obviously I, I like those fights. I wish I, I want to see Cabillo versus Chukagan. I mean, versus Valentina. Like, I, like, I think she's next in line. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. Yeah. But it's almost next in line by default, you know? Yeah. And this is my, th this is why I don't think, I mean, there's only, there's only two female fighters that can headline in the Shevchenko and Nunez and the rest, I mean, they shouldn't be headliner fights. Well, cause they're not true. headliner that's not fights. True. It's not true. The girl, we got Wally Zhang. Wally Zhang. And I want to see Wally Zhang versus Tatiana Suarez. That's, that's the fight I think to make. But I also think that, um, I, I but Cabillo is also like 10 and one. 11 and one. I'm saying if she loses to, 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 to uh, Caitlin, I understand why Caitlin wants this fight because she wins this fight. She gets another title shot. And of course, Caitlin thinks that like she's, she could do better. And, and, and of course, and she, I'm sure she can. Um, I just, I, I just want to see Cabillo next. Cause uh, I think it would be a good fight. And I, I'd be, I'd be entertained. I'll tell you who looked really good was that guy, Martin Vittori, the Italian oh, guy. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh like, Ooh, he was a man on a mission. And he looked bad. I mean, he's a bad man. He's, he, he, his size and his power and his, his, his mental game is very strong. That, I'm scared of that guy. That guy scares me. It's like he was pissed at all the Columbus statues being torn down this week. What's up, people? There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR and soccer leading the way. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? Huh, we got you. BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book expert. 
So Carl Robinson ha hey, has a win over Ryan Spann, the guy we just talked to. Now, what happened yeah. was he, he lost to him seven fights or ten fights ago, then went to the LFA, got th won three fights, then got to the UFC and won eight fights. So, I mean, or won five fights. He's, 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 on, a, he's on an eight-fight winning streak. So uh, Carl Robinson's a good fighter. And from, from Martin Vittori to just run through him. I Ran mean, through him. And I, I think for me, well, I mean, it was a lot of pent-up rage for him, too. You know, they say you're supposed to leave the emotion out of this, but it sounds like for some guys, the emotion is a big part of the game. 1,000%. Well, like, I got, also, uh, I was happy for Charles Rosa. He got a win. It seems like a lot of these guys who were losing are just staying in Vegas. I don't even know if they're even leaving the locker room, but they're fighting, like, a week later. <laughs> I know. They're like, it's the same fighters every card. Even the next card, we have uh, um, Roosevelt Roberts is fighting Jim Miller, and Roosevelt Roberts just fought, like, four days ago. Like, are these people even, like, they're not even leaving the arena. They're just coming back. They're just turning around and walking right back to the, to the cage. But Charles Rose is a guy who went to um, Florida to become a chef, and he lived across from American Top Team, and he went there to just lose weight, and now he's in the UFC, and he's killing it. It's just yep. freaking crazy, right? I mean, how many guys moved to Florida? But I think this is also a testament about how thin they make, again, because they have so many fight nights, so many UFCs, so many cards, that you wind up with, with again, we've, I'm talking about, I think it's a watered-down product. I don't know. It's a crazy sport. I mean, how many guys like moved to Florida and live across the street from the Lakers and then all of a sudden be, join the team in a week? Uh, it's just that doesn't happen. To I think them. that I think that makes my point more than your. <laughs> point. I'll tell you, you're who, right. You shouldn't be able to live across the street with Lakers, and then the next week, like, hey, I'm just like you, bro. That's like that one guy that flyers for your show, and then he does one open mic, and he's like, I'm just like you now. I'm good. I'm a comedian, just like you. Oh, oh like, no. no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Oh, no, the worst is when a comic drops in on the same show, and they go, he opened for Chris Rock. I'm like, no, he right. didn't. Like, Chris Rock came to the comedy club, went on, and you right. were on five times before, and you didn't open for Chris Rock. Exactly, but they do it all the time, exactly. All the time. All right, so- How about uh, Andre Feely uh, sweeping back in out of nowhere, man? He, and what was funny was in the beginning of that fight, you know, that Jordan guy, he was, he I was like, I was like, man, I don't know if Feely, Feely's in trouble. And then Feely just, just decided, nah, I'm going to win. And yeah. just like, he, I mean, just showed, what, once he decided to show what he could do, it became really impressive. No, he came from behind harder than Lance Bass. Uh, he was, um, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I tweeted that joke. <laughs> I, by the way, Joe Rogan said that joke of mine like six years ago on a box broadcast and got like, people wanted him boycotted for that. He's like, my friend Adam Comedian said he comes from behind more than Lance Bass. And everybody, oh. like, people were like, fire Joe Rogan. And then Rogan had me on his podcast a week later to talk about it, which by the way, um, I didn't even know what it was at the time. It was like when Rogan's podcast first became big. And I got so stoned on that podcast, like to beginning, cause Rogan's like, hey, I smoke some weed. <laughs> I'm like, sure, why not? I didn't know where the fuck I was. And then I drank this coffee, this bulletproof coffee. I'm higher than fuck. And, and, and he starts like, kind of confronting me like, you know, some of these jokes you make. And I'm like, I'm thinking that this is like an intervention. And there's going to be like 75 fighters outside waiting to come in and just confront me. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how fucking paranoid I was. So if I had to do it over again, I, I would do it much differently. Um, I'll tell you who looked really good. It was Maria Agapova. 
Oh, yeah. That girl. Yeah. Oh, you know what? She reminded me of when Jorzenski, yes, Johanna, whatever, when we first saw her and she had that aggression and those fists were just fucking. And that girl, when she started that fight, I looked at my wife and I go, oh, this girl fights like it's a street fight. Like yeah. she ain't waiting, she ain't sizing up. She's coming after you and trying to knock you out like you just grabbed her boyfriend's dick. And her and her interview afterward was like her eyes were popping out of her head. Like I even said she's on <laughs> bath salts. And and, and what's his name? That kid from uh, Kentucky. That who's that kid that wants camo shorts? Bryce. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell wrote, "Ha ha!" When he's laughing at you being on bath salts. You're fucking, you're, you're fucking out of your mind. When Bryce Mitchell's like, <laughs> person's got fucking. But uh, yeah, she's going to be tough to beat. She lost Woo! to Tracy Cortez. And Tracy Cortez might be the hottest women in MMA. Like, in all of them. She came to my show, and I was like, whoa, this is a smoke show right here. Like, damn. And she, and she beat her. Like, they, the UFC's slipping on Tracy Cortez. I mean, because she is a hottie. Uh, and, and she could fight if she beat that girl. Oh, yeah. um, and I'll tell you who looked also good was uh, Mera. Wait a minute, Cortez beat Mazzani? No, you beat Agapav. Yeah, the girl. Yeah, she beat her like five, yeah. four, yeah, like four fights ago uh, on Dana White's Contender Series. Wow. And Agapav, right. And Cortez right. lost her first fight and won like nine in a row, and she's smoking hot, Greg. I mean, like, like in person, too. A lot of times you see him – in person and, and women in general, and you're like, oh, the hotter on paper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. the case here. Um, I'll tell you who looked good was uh, Mereb Dishalibi. I knew Gustavo Lopez when he was roommates with Misha Tate, actually. Uh, Whoa. She, like, she was like renting the house to them and said a bunch, a bunch of fighters living there. He was a good kid, really nice guy. And uh, this guy, Mareb, this guy has insane wrestling. I mean, insane wrestling. He has that Khabib strength. And he wants to fight O'Malley next. And that's a tough fight for O'Malley. Yeah, I would not take that I was going to say, that's one of those styles makes fights kind of scenes. I, w- I want to see it. I mean, look, I would love to see that fight because O'Malley's stand-up and striking is insane. And this dude's wrestling is insane. And it's one of those, like, UFC one matchups of what's going to win. But if I was the UFC, they have a star in O'Malley. And they have a potential star in this kid. Uh... So I would keep them away from each other for at least a while because what are you going to do? I mean, both of them aren't ranked right now and you're just going to possibly fuck up one of them, right? At the same time, if you want to make the best fights and you, you know, that this is the, that, 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 that's a fan's fight right there, you know? Yeah. I would love to see it. Me, uh, that's a great fight. Uh, Julia Avila beat Gina Mazzani. That was rough to watch. I like Gina. And Tyson Nam won and Tyson keeps asking me to roast him. He's like, what are you going to roast me? What are you going to roast me? Well, now I got to like research the guy because I don't really know much about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got, you know, what's it, didn't he have that like up and down record? What's his? Yeah, he, he was on like a three fight losing streak and I was going to put can't lose them all or something, you know. <laughs> you should have done that then. I know, I know, I know. But again, uh, this is a guy, this Adeshev, I know he's got some big record as a kickboxer or whatever, but, and I know he took it on short notice, but again, it, it speaks to, you know, the, how th- there isn't somebody that's at least in fight shape that they could find for this. I mean, this guy, he didn't look good, and then it wound up going exactly like it looked. <laughs> you know? I was hoping he would come out and surprise me and be like, wow, this guy's still got it. And... <laughs> 
the, even Nam, Nam was worried about how bad he knocked him out. Nam yeah, was like Nam. crying and like, <laughs> he was, he was like, please wake up. Please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. <laughs> he's, he's, he's come a long way since winning Last Comic Standing the first season. Uh, so. <laughs> and he's funnier. Yeah, yeah, way fun. Poor dad. <laughs> All right, so this week. Uh, dad's a nice guy. Dad's a nice guy. Dad's a nice guy. Uh, but being a nice guy is like telling someone, you know, a girl's got a great personality. Hey, is she hot? Or I think she's hot. Or I think she's pretty. <laughs> when you ask a girl if her friend's hot and she says, I think she's pretty, it's not good. It's not good. That is not, yeah, that's never good. Yeah. The world does not think she's pretty. Uh, I, so dated first, a, I dated a girl like that once and her friend was coming from France and she wanted to hook her up with my roommate. I was like, is she hot? And she was like, I think she is beautiful. And I was like, and this girl, like, okay, it, a caricature of a witch if you took the makeup off. Oh. It was so, it was so bad. It was just like, I mean, literally like, I, to where you were like, you don't even think she's, come on, you of course not. Of course, they you don't that. think that. It's like, she may be a great person. She was a great person, totally cool. But I, I mean, come on. Not even you think she. This is not like the original. That. Um, not that I'm any prize either. But hopefully, nobody has ever tried to sell me anybody. Going, oh, he's short and he's fat, but he has a. He's. I think he's handsome. What's it called on Instagram when you like when when or on Twitter when you like say something that you're kind of like. Say something really positive because you want to shame other people. Basically, you're just uh, a virtue like, signaling. Yeah, yeah. That that those are like the original virtual signalers. I think she's hot because you know, like, because you want to make it seem like you think she's hot, but you know. Anyway, uh, so this week I just hate terms like what was that virtue signaling? Yeah, yeah. It's when you uh, post a black square uh, on Instagram. <laughs> to let uh, know I'll go as black far black. as humble brag, but that's it, you know? Oh, you, oh, you, you hate just, the actual term or you hate people that do it, though? Uh, no, I'm fine with the term because I think it accurately describes what people are doing. Yeah. Virtue yeah. signaling is just like some fake clinical term to make oh. something sound better than it is. No, the worst is when I'll make a joke that has nothing to do with, like, I said, so I said, oh, I like the Tito Ortiz joke. I said, Tito Ortiz wants to be a cop. It'll be the first time he beats someone under the age of 40 in 10 years, right? That was a joke I made. Right. I was like, I don't find jokes about police brutality funny. I'm like, okay, I, do I have to explain to you that the joke's about Tito Ortiz beating people? <laughs> because if I have to do that, now it's not fun anymore. And, and, and then, and eventually, if I keep explaining it, there'll be a, there might be a hole in my explanation that you could jump on that. And it's just a fucking, it's a well, it never ends. So it's yeah. like, it's enough. I fucking hate but while that. I fun, while I fundamentally agree with you, timing is everything. <laughs> and now is the best time. You can't say. I'm just, you, I'm you just, can't saying, say, I'm just saying you have to expect that because it's a hot button issue right now. But Greg, you have to understand it's never going to be like, okay, now it's okay to tell jokes. They're just going to find another hot topic for issue to tell jokes. It's censorship. I'm, is just, saying, I'm just saying you should have expected it. Uh, yeah, probably. I just can't, I hate when people can't, when people go, oh, that topic is off limits. No, no, listen. You no, 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 I wasn't out. saying that at all. As I said, I fundamentally agree with you. Yeah. I'm just saying timing being what it is, that's, course, pretty much, that's like, very predictable. I, I get it, I get it. But, but like, look, when Kobe died, I didn't make a, I was not gonna rush to the fucking Twitter and make a Kobe joke. You know, like, I'm just, right. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. You have to look at your audience. Who's gonna laugh, blah, blah, blah. 
at the same time. And that's what I'm saying. Timing sometimes, <laughs> this is what, the, you yeah, know. But at the same time, you could, you could figure out a way to make a joke about a subject where the, where the, where the victim isn't Kobe Bryant or his family, it's something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the joke was about Tito Ortiz beating up people that are past their prime. It wasn't about police brutality. You know, like that's sort of, I, I can't, people can't just determine who the joke's about. They just look at the entire, like, I don't find jokes about rape funny. I'm not making a rape joke. I'm making, like, like when I said, like, when, back when the war machine was going on, I, used to, I had all these war machine jokes. You know, I don't think it's funny to mess around. Like, just figure out who the fuck the joke's about, okay? It's, all right, whatever. Curtis Blades versus Volkov. That's uh, a great card. Yes. Hold on one second, if I may, if I may really quickly, Adam. Curtis Blades, motherfucker! Woo! <laughs> the Curtis Blades versus- A1 Volkov. from day one, A1 from day one. It's like when like the looting was happening, and I was making I was making looting jokes. Like they went to Best Buy, and the Genius Bar told them to come back in an hour. Like it was about it wasn't about I'm not making all right anyway. Uh, so Blades versus Volkov, I like <laughs> I like I like <laughs> I, I like Blades in this. I like Blades. Yeah, me too. I think that Volkov didn't look very good against Greg Hardy, and uh, I think Blades is just a step above. Um, Blades, listen, Blades consistently surprised. I think Blades has been surprising everybody from the very beginning. I think so, unless, you have, unless you have Nganu's power, Blades will beat you. It seems like that's yeah. the only thing he can't beat is Nganu. Nganu sneezes and he fucking falls down. But uh, for some reason, everybody else he can beat. Shane Burgos versus Emmett. Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I think Burgos is going to win. By the way, just so you know, Jack Jr. hits me up. He knows nothing about MMA. And he goes, who do you have this week? I look, I go, who's fighting? Because I'm not going to do the fucking work for you. Just give me, the, give me the card. I hate when I'm like, I had to go research the card now. But you're my friend. So I'm like, tell me who's fighting. And he, and he, and he gives me, he screenshots it. And I go, A, B, C, D. Within two seconds. He, get, he hits a parlay, all of them last week. A fucking five-fight no. parlay. Yeah. Of like, so he, he actually threw me 50 bucks. He made like five. That's good. See, you know what? He's a good guy that way. That was very smart because that that would not have hit if you bet for yourself. No, one thousand percent. But I would have overthought it. Like I would have go, hmm, who should I bet? And then I would have talked right. myself out of it, or I would have been like, well, and this- you would have missed by one fight. You would have fucked yourself on one fight where you would have initially thought to go the other way because that's what you do every time. Every what happened to me on this card this past weekend. All, I had I had Jessica I in every single one of my parlay picks, and when it came to that fight in like the third round, when she got taken down, I just like walked out of the house. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done betting on UFC fights forever. It's not working out. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna bet first sport time. to bet on. Um. All right. So Raquel Pennington versus Mario Renell. This is a tough one to score because Raquel Pennington is also somebody who just can't seem to beat like the best ones, but yeah, everybody else. Marion is like this smoking hot school teacher and you gotta wonder has covid helped her because she's not in school the last three months she's been probably training right (laughs) good point but who's she training with because you can't go to the gyms aren't open so yeah uh, i don't know and it seems like uh i don't know about this one uh raquel and tisha are in love seems like they like the, the love has been taking over there i don't know this is a tough one it's a tough one because like mary renault i would not have thought would have beaten sarah mcmahon 
Canada. I'm like, and she she did, and she she wins these close ones. Yeah, it's, this is a tough fight to score. I got I Marion by submission. Really? See, that's what I would think. For me, I want Raquel Pennington to win, but I think Marion Renault is the one that's going to win, and I think it's going to be by submission. I think she's going to brawl her. I think she's going to, you know. I don't know. Who, but who's ever? No one's ever submitted Raquel Pennington. She never submits. She's just fucking. So how is that going to work? She, I ne- she just I, got I mean, submitted. Let me see her record. I don't think she's ever been submitted. I don't think she's ever been submitted. Uh, doesn't mean it can't happen. Of course, that doesn't mean it can't happen. But I'm just saying it's not like she puts herself in those situations. She's a, a straight up striker, brawler. Uh, but I, but has but she, did she peak with Misha Tate? I don't know. I remember she beat Misha. That was a big win for her. Uh, yeah. And then when she even when she fought on Nunez, she hung in there. I mean, she got the shit beaten out of her, but hung in there. <laughs> that, was, that was tough. All right, she was submitted but by I, Kaz I like and Bennington. I've always oh, liked her. I think she's great. That was eight years ago in 2012. Okay, so that's uh, not. I think I remember that fight. Uh, Lyman Good versus Bilal Muhammad. Lyman Good came to my show in New Jersey. Talk about like a man's man. He's like straight, like, looks like he's from, he's like just ripped, tan, had like a like a leather jacket, smoking hot wife, just had like an entourage. Just to like he's like the guy that I always wanted to be. Yeah, that's I'm, that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm like, I want to be that man. Giant thick beard, beautiful he, hair. He had a he he had COVID, he and like just got rid of it somehow. Like I don't even think he even went to the doctor. He had coronavirus, but Balama he got rid of it. He got rid of it by going this. <laughs> That's what he squeezed really hard and flexed. <laughs> he just, and he just shot it out of his muscles. But Malala Muhammad keeps getting better. And he's funny as shit, by the way. There's a yeah. guy whose father, who's uh, over hit the riots, hit his dad's store. His dad's an immigrant, came here, opened up a store in Chicago. They rooted, they looted the fuck out of it. Uh, this dude, I mean, talk about like. How is that funny? Awful. Not funny oh, at all. Because you're like, okay, the setup was very bad there. He goes, no, he's, he's a funny. super funny guy. His dad has this show. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Kind of yeah. looted the shit out of him. I'm like, wait a minute. Where is this adding up to him? Being Welcome to my life, dude. I just have random <laughs> facts in my head, and they all come out. No. ADHD. I, I, I thought he had posted some hilarious joke he on did. Twitter no, about it. He does. Oh. He, always, he always posts fun shit. He has a really funny Tony Ferguson workout program that he posted where he does everything wrong. It's like the bench press. <laughs> like he goes to the bench. He goes to the bench press and starts to like going under it and over it. And like handstands on it. Like and like the dumbest shit you've ever seen. Like he. This That's hilarious. Man. And he's also he was a law student. He went, the guy went to law school. Uh, he's, he's, I think he's from he's from Palestine. His parents all want him to be like. They hate the fact that he's a fighter. He's a uh, yeah. Bilal's the real deal. This is gonna be a good fight. Both these guys are like legit studs. Uh, just fucking tough guys, man. Who just uh, that's gonna be a good fight. Um, Jim Miller versus Roosevelt Roberts. I got I like Roosevelt in this fight. He looked amazing in his last fight. Jim Miller is getting up there, and I, yeah. I like Jim Miller. But but another one, Bobby Green versus Clay Guida. Oh wow! <laughs> what? See, come on! What? Come on, Clay! Oh my Dude, god! Come on, I love Clay Guida. Clay Guida's gonna run to fight. I love Alvin. him too. I'm worried about his health. I mean, come on, the He's guy's a- been fighting, you know, since I mean pre 9 11. Dude, this guy has wins over Nate Diaz. 
He has wins over Rafael Dos Anjos. He's got a win over Anthony Pettis. Three Hall of Famers he has wins over. Clay Guida. Really? Yeah, none, none in the last decade. <laughs> I'm telling you, here's what I think is wrong with Clay Guida. He comes out with his brother, who's like 700 pounds at this point, who before every fight punches him in the face. Uh, and I think he, then he starts out fucking dazed. Uh, like, he starts out seeing stars. He's half concussed already. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like as long as that doesn't happen, I think Clay's going to win. Bobby Green talks so much shit during these fights. Like you could, I can't wait for this fight because you're gonna hear, especially with like no audience. Bobby Green, yeah. you could he has he has more like curses per minute than any fighter out there. Uh, usually he talks shit and then gets knocked out like lately. But everyone says like in the in the actual uh, gym, Bobby Green's the best. He's a beast. I like. Listen, Clay. I love Clay Guida. I was I've always been a fan of his. I just it's one of those like, is it safe still? Is it? I, I don't know. I won't worry about, but he's fighting Bobby Green's no fucking spring chicken either, though. Bobby Green's been around just as long as Clay. Yeah. So neither would. So the, again, this is a fight that just shouldn't happen. I mean, well, this, is, this is the senior circuit. They're gonna have a bare knuckle fight next week. Uh, so, all right. So yeah. Keisha Torres is fighting Brianna Van Buren. There you uh, go. Who is Via- I like how Tisha and her girlfriend are on the same card. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I love Tisha. She came, she came to my my uh, my Zoom comedy show. Tisha Torres never laughs. She's been to like ten of my shows, straight face, and at the end, will like DM me going, "You're the best. I had so much fun." Like, that was hilarious. I mean, Jeff Ross used to be like, "You're having fun. Tell your face." If there was ever yeah. like a person that that should be said to, it was Tisha Torres. <laughs> but and that's just her. She's got resting bitch face. I love Tisha. I hope she wins this fight. Um, Courtney Casey who fought two weeks ago, is fighting Jillian Robertson, who she left her gym, I think American Top Team, to train with Dean Thomas. Talk about a smoke show. You want to follow a hottie on Instagram? Follow Jillian Robertson. Courtney Case is also beautiful. She played soccer in college. She's with uh, Dracar Close. Good thing. Coming off a big submission. This could be a good fight. Because Jillian was on a roll. Isn't she tall? Courtney Casey looks really tall. She's the one that gave Felice Herrick the finger. In the middle of the fight, they give him. Oh the- yeah, 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 yeah. She's fucking psycho. Both of them. Also, Frank Camacho was another guy who's just a stand-up fighting, fighting Matt the Steamroller Frivola, who trains out of Long Island. Uh, the Steamroller Frivola. It's, it's kind of a cool nickname, right? And then uh, I like it. my man Max Roshko, who's hilarious, good dude. Who um, he was a guy that was like depressed, on drugs, all kinds of fucking problems. Went to North Carolina. Killed it as a wrestler. I think he like, I think he caught his dad, his stepdad beating his mom. So he threw him out of a window or like some crazy, I'm, I'm butchering the story, but he had some terrible background. Uh, and he got called up, he got called up to the UFC this week. He's undefeated and he's a black belt. And uh, he's a guy, people, if you uh, look out for this dude, he's really, really Who is he? Which one? Max Rosholf. He's fighting Austin Hubbard. And he's really oh. good. He's really, really good. Oh, this says Joe Selecki. Yeah, that's wrong. Max got the call yesterday. And then, oh, okay. So Joe had to drop out, so they replaced him. And then a fight that I, I'm really interested in is Lauren Murphy, who's another girl that was – remember her? She was like – her dad died a plane accident. She was a heroin addict, lost custody of her kid, got custody back, uh, went to, like, train with her daughter. Now she's, like, ranked number three in the world. She's awesome. Is fighting Roxanne Modafari, 
who's won like 10 out of her last 11 fights after losing like seven in a row, who couldn't be nicer. This is yeah. going to be a good fight. This should be an interesting fight because Roxanne beats – Roxanne just beat the girl from uh, – she was like a 10-to-1 underdog. Yeah. That's like Roxanne is on the swing back up. It should so, be a good fight. Let's see if she can keep it rolling against Lauren, you know, who's very tough. So Yeah, it should be I, I think that could be going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. And Roxanne's one of those fighters that's so awkward that it's kind of like a yeah. Stan Alvey that's hard to right, train right. for. It's like everything in slow motion, but it's, all, but it's like effective slow motion. Uh, <laughs> super cool. Uh, I remember Roxanne came to my comedy show and said she loved it but didn't get half the jokes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that Roxanne isn't an alien, but like, I, like if it came down that like they put like a girl, doesn't she remind you of that girl from Small Wonder, like Vicky the Robot, if anybody. I'm right, right. Know. But she's just like sort of as a human, but not, you know, yeah. like just something very strange about Roxanne. Uh, and Lauren, Lauren's cool. Like she came to my show and I go, who likes it in the face? She raised her hand. I go, who has implants? She raised her hand. She's kind of a hardcore, dirty, fun girl. Like a a down like low, a down low party girl. Like she's one of those girls that has so much, so many issues that like when she blows you, your your, your dick's gonna be drained. Like you're gonna have nothing left. Um, Some hardcore <laughs> milf. <laughs> I'm not sure. If All right. So anyway, listen. <laughs> You've never had a girl like that. Like that, like starts crying during sex, and just, just, just like chanting some crazy shit, and just fucking like fuck me and punch me in the face, and just yelling all kinds of stuff. You never had that, Greg? Nah, not really. I mean, crying, yes, but that's usually once the lights go. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you ever had a, a girl like a, just a fucking like? I'm telling you, girls that were like ex drug addicts are usually amazing in bed. No, I've, I've definitely had some psychos that, I mean, watching the pendulum swing moment to moment from like, yeah, this is, oh, you know, why would you do that? Oh, I love this song. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. My what, wife, how many faces do you have? My wife walked in just now, I think, on that last comment I made. Uh, <laughs> I love you, babe. Your mom's trying to sleep and you're hearing about the ex drug addicts. Yeah. Sorry. I'm okay. All right. I love you. All right. That went well. Well, I gotta go. Um, So listen, well, that's our. Hey, listen, well, we're winding down. I think anyway, I think it's a good place to stop. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Adam, have a good day. Uh, My wife's on her Zoom calls and I'm yelling, "Women that are drug addicts are great in bed." Yeah. Anyway, well, anyway, thank you, Ryan Span. Thanks, Sween Dog. Thank you, Greg. I'll see you guys soon. Peace. 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 Peace.